A binaural beat is one frequency going in one ear, one frequency going in the other ear. The way the brain reacts to that is by creating a third frequency somewhere in between those two frequencies. That is what creates that difference in mood, that difference in um, elevated thought, focus, for me, sleep. Hey there, my friends, it's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and the Fit Mother Project podcast. Today, we're joined by guest expert Wayne Altman, who is the founder of Melody Clouds, the premier online source for music to calm your mind. And Wayne has worn many hats over the years, but he always has a desire to help and serve others. He had a time in the U.S. military. He was in the Army, and I believe it was eight years, right, Wayne? Eight years. Eight years. He's even been a death row correctional officer, a corporate sales trainer. He's the author of six books, and he's had 14 different online companies. So this is a busy man who has lots of things to do. Um, But the reason he started this latest business, Melody Clouds, is because he had his own personal struggles after the military, hearing things explode, gunshots. Wayne found himself suffering from tinnitus or tinnitus, which is basically a nonstop ringing in your ears, which is Wayne will share is like kind of devastating and it can be really frustrating. And he wanted to find a solution. And it was just kind of happenstance that one of his friends ended up, you know, giving him some binaural beats, these particular sounds you can play in your ears. And it gave him some relief. And he's like, what is going on here? And so naturally, Wayne being the energetic guy he did, he dove super deep into this stuff. And now he has this amazing service, Melody Clouds, that has over 8,000 hours of different kinds of audio tracks, things like the binaural beats that can help you focus or reduce earring, things like solfeggio tones, which can modulate the activity of the brain. There's guided meditations and over 15,000 different audiobooks that are helping people relax, calm, and just have a higher quality of life through the power of sound. So Wayne, thanks, thanks for being on here today. I'm excited to have a conversation. That was fantastic. Number one, you are absolutely hired. And um, yeah, that really a very good job, Tom. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. And I mean, I, I I guess I stole a little bit of your thunder from your personal story, but I think it's really nice to hear it from your mouth about why you got passionate about the power of sound and how powerful this actually was in your life. Because many people listen to music, we have bands that we like, but there's so much more that can happen when we use the power of frequency and understand that. So please share how it really impacted you, particularly on your health parameters. Well, I mean, you're exactly right, and it is very obvious that you have done your research, so congratulations on that. I mean, I love talking to people who actually are interested in the subject that they're going to you know, be talking about, um, and, you're, and you're 100% correct. I, I spent eight and a half years in the military, went to Desert Storm, listened to a lot of gunfire, listened to a lot of explosions in training, even more so than actual war. Um, listened to loud music when I was a kid, and that tinnitus or tinnitus, that it for me, it's a high-pitched whine and a whooshing. And for 30 years, I had no silence. Imagine that. Go into a silent room, and it is not silent. So, yeah, it, it, it definitely, and I love music as much, if not more, than the next person. You know, I use music to focus. I use music to sleep. I use music to change. Our tagline is take charge of your mood. Meaning if you're sad 
and you don't want to be, then we have the answer for that. We can we can help you be happy. You know, if you are unfocused, but you want to focus, we can do that. Um, one of the things I like to say is you've heard the term in the zone, especially being a fit, right? Yeah. It's using athletics all the time. He was in the zone. She was in the zone. Well, it turns out the zone is an actual place. You can you can get yourself, you can take yourself to that zone at will. And we can talk about that. Yeah, and I want to. I want to talk about we're effectively talking about the brain and the nervous system and the different states that the brain's in and how sound changes that. And I'll key up a couple things because I'm a person who has been using different frequency music to work and focus for over a decade now, um, using different like online things, maybe playlists on YouTube or a service like Brain FM. But yours is so much more extensive because you have the wide range and gamut of different options. And I just want to share a couple things, and, and this will key up some interesting conversation. You know, sound itself has shape. Like there's that, there's the science of cymatics where they take those sandy plates and they have a frequency generator that generates a sort of frequency and you see that it creates a shape in the sand. So sound has shape, right? We just can't see it, but it's, it's shape and different frequencies of sounds have different biological effects. So like they've shown that like a lion's roar is such like a low frequency that it creates this visceral terror in all mammals pretty much. It is just like that, just like a low rumble of an earthquake has this kind of tone that makes us feel a certain way. And then there's other tones that will say like that was like angelic choir music that makes us feel a certain kind of way. So talk to me about how you and the people who use your service particularly use different frequencies to alter their mood states and also what's actually going on. Like, why does it even work? Okay. So look, that, that is fascinating that we we're just now kind of understanding it. You would think, you would think that we just now started discovering this kind of stuff, but I would argue that we have known about this for a very, very long time. I'm about to prove it to you. So first man is they, we tribed up, we got into family groups, right? And the tribe over on the other side of the river, they would get a little too close to us sometimes. So our answer to that would be to call out and be beating on logs. And those tones became a warning or an invitation, depending on how, you know, our, how we did it. Okay. So how we, we, we could either call out to them as a, Hey, we're friendly, or we could call out to them as a, you better not mess with us. Don't come cross that river. And the same thing happens today. You and I could walk into a church playing heavy organ music, right? And without even looking at one another, we would both know, both of us, even though neither one of us have to be religious to know this, that our voices need to be lowered. There's a reverence that happens when you walk into that that situation. Now, you take that same two people, walk them across the street to a Southern Baptist church where they're singing praise music. I don't know anyone that's not affected by that. Yeah. You may not agree with the message. You may not feel, you know, uh, uh, like calling to God, but you definitely re- are uplifted by that music. Mm-hmm. There are 17 films in the history of filmmaking that have no soundtrack for a reason, okay? We know even silent movies weren't silent. Yeah. So you had someone banging along on the piano 
along with the, whatever was going on the screen, alerting people, telling them, hey, how do we feel about, how do you feel about those images? You ever take a horror movie? YouTube has some videos. I just occurred to me. YouTube has some videos where they've taken a popular horror movie. They've removed the soundtrack and inserted like Leave it to Beaver soundtrack for Halloween. Okay, it totally makes the, the movie a different piece of film. The point is, the point is you take music with you practically everywhere or it is with you practically everywhere. Malls have piped music into, restaurants have piped music into their establishments to get you to eat uh, di different things or to get you to shop for different things and be in the mood to shop. So we know that this has a, a, a vast effect on our uh, moods and on our performance. Yeah. And then the, the promise of understanding that is that we can now be very intentional and conscious about using particular sound frequencies that we know have certain effects to shape our experience. Like before we actually hit record, you were telling me about your uh, your nighttime process, how you know you work really hard and like, please share it with everyone listening. So I, I was sharing with Tony, but look, I, I have two problems. Number one is the tinnitus. We talked about that. I got this ringing going on in my ear. It, it's 24-7. If I'm awake, I hear it, okay? Or unless I'm listening to a binaural beat, um, a specific one. But I also will lay in bed even after I'm exhausted physically. My body is physically exhausted. And I realize that I'm the only person on the planet that suffers from this. So just bear with me. And I will lay in bed and my mind will just race with things that I did and things I need to do the next day. Now, look, I know no one else suffers from that. I am the only one, but it's, it is, well, maybe, maybe I'm the only one. Probably not. I use uh, 432 megahertz mm -hmm. um, because our, that's our brain, our brain uh, is frequency generated. It's electrical appliance. Two, I play a track on Melody Clouds that I've listened to 15 seconds of that track. I cannot, I've never gotten to 16 seconds because it drops me into a REM sleep that when I wake, and I've had many people describe this to me, when I wake in the morning after listening to this, it's like I'm being pulled up. It's like I'm being, I'm swimming to the top of a, a, a lake, a cool lake or something. It's that deep and refreshing a sleep. And I really enjoy that sensation of yeah. knowing, man, you you really, you went deep, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so I think that that's a very healthy thing. It's a very restful sleep to get to that. Yeah. And I guess effectively is when we play sounds in the ears, like that 432 happens to be a kind of sacred frequency. And I'd like to get back to that because it's sure. a part of the solfeggio scale. Um, but like um, effectively the brain gets entrained to these slower wave patterns and that can guide us into sleep because sleep is this process of us going from those activated beta waves down to alpha, then to theta and eventually yep. into delta and deep sleep. And basically this is like the fast track to doing that by being like, put this in, Here's the sound, that vibration, the brain wants to entrain itself to the sound, and then you're 
you're out and you're on your way. So for sleep, this is like an absolute game changer. But at the same time, also for focus, I, I can attest to that. There are certain of these frequencies that can really get you dialed in. Honestly, it feels almost like a cup of coffee sometimes if you like play these kinds of sounds. And it's cool thing is this is often non-lyrical stuff. Like if you ever work to lyrical music, there is a drawback of that, in my opinion, because you're also like subconsciously processing words where this just like these pure frequencies can be like really dial you in. Do you ever use any of these things for work or you have people that do? You know, it's funny that you say that because one of the things that we're in process of right now, we're very, very close, is we are taking um, the binaural beats and the solfeggio frequencies and overlaying them over popular music and the way that we're doing it is basically an app overlay of another app so mm -hmm. while you're listening to popular music taylor swift ed sheeran wh whoever you also can put in place over that the benefits of a binaural beat that's cool now well because you bring up a very interesting point and we're gonna i'm gonna now i'm gonna go back to the drawing board a little bit because i need to do some testing on whether or not the lyrics will interfere with the proposed benefit mm -hmm. of those binaural beats. It's a very interesting proposition. And maybe um, maybe we find that that does have some kind of cause and effect or, or negates part of the benefit. Sure. Either way, we have over 8,000 hours and we add every single month of binaural beats, solfeggio, um, uh, guided meditations, We've, we've kind of morphed Melody Clouds into a tool kit rather mm -hmm. than a single tool. We've, yeah. moved, we've morphed into a tool kit of people who really want the benefits of being able to focus, be, be able to relax. Um, there are a ton of therapeutic benefits of listening to this type of music for PTSD patients, for yeah. clinically depressed people. Yeah. And all without look, I'm a I'm a I love medicine. I I you know, yeah. not that sounds wrong, but I there's nothing wrong with pharmaceuticals, okay? The abuse of pharmaceuticals, there's a huge amount wrong with. Mm -hmm. But pills, medication is a miracle if used properly. But you know, there's sometimes when you, you can use other means. You know, there, there are other things that you can use to reach the same effect and all with no side effects. Well, look at this. I mean, okay, so this human mechanism, we have various senses. We have taste, sight, sound, smell, and, and these are just inputs into the nervous system. So we know that there's a lot of benefits to different kinds of light therapies, photobiomodulation, red lights, green lights, blue lights. Now we this is just sound therapy, right? This is a sound input that's coming into the body and, and it's helping us so much. Uh, it's vibration. It's, it's amazing. And I, I want to point out a couple other things. Um, sometimes I think we, we like the sound of certain kind of music. We like, we like the groove, but music doesn't always have the best messages for us. You know, there's some songs that say some things that maybe we don't actually want to be hearing all the time. Yep. And this seems like a really cool alternative to have a whole wide world of different stuff you can listen to when you feel like listening to something that actually has benefits without some of the drawbacks. And now if someone wants to go down the rabbit hole of this, and I don't know if you'll go here with me. So we might not spend a lot of time on this, but there was actually a big change in the American music system where we started tuning the A note to 440 instead of to 432. Are you aware of this? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and in we, 440 we talk about it all the time. For sure. And the A at 440 has a particular kind of like pitch to it that feels a little like anxiety provoking. It's like 432 sounds like really peaceful. 
440 is this. And just by making this slight shift in the scale, all of our music pretty much in the West now has this underlying discordance. So if you start to look at stuff like these different beats and sounds, you're going to see a lot of tracks saying 432. You sleep with the 432. So please speak into that. And then I kind of want to segue that into the solfeggio tones themselves, because now we're getting into some interesting that, stuff. Yeah, that, that kind of opens the door for that. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's really what it is. Look, the solfeggio um, was observed. I don't say created. I don't say invented, but um, Guido di Arezzo was an Italian monk in the 11th century. He observed the solfeggio. He observed the fact that even though you may not play a musical instrument, you know when one's out of tune, that we have a natural, the human has a natural, um, uh, what kind of word? Yeah, we, we have a natural tuning fork in us. We, 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 have, we understand pitch. Yeah, but we are repelled by certain frequencies. Yeah. Just like you were just saying, you know, we are repelled. But someone singing out of tune, someone mm-hmm. singing out of tune, we don't have to be a singer. Everyone in the room is going to look at one another like, oh, please make that stop. Yep. Or if someone is on stage with a cello and they are not a cellist, they, they, <laughs> yeah. it is, it's never going to work for us. But a virtuoso, someone who really is good, will move a stadium full of people. And so that's what we're, you know, that's what we're talking about. But we're kind of edging into that, you know, those pure tones, those pure notes really do have an effect. Did you ever wonder why banjo, you cannot play a sad song with a banjo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, the musical quality of a banjo, okay, even will will not allow, it always makes me smile. It always makes me feel happy. You can play whatever you want on it, and it's just going to sound like a happy song. And we, we as humans recognize that. This is kind of what we're talking about here, is that ability to, and look, I, I hate to say it, but you're exactly right. And I feel that it's nefarious, what that change that we were discussing. That change is is to create stress. Mm-hmm. We we've got to get back to or get away from things that induce that yep. type of stress. Not all stress is bad. Yeah, but okay? this kind of stress is exercise. Stress is good. Eating yeah. a particular thing that has a hormetic effect on the body is good. But low level anxiety from sounds you're putting in your ears when you're trying to chill out, yeah. not necessarily. No, no. Bombarding someone constant stress is not a good thing. It is going to affect you neurologically. It is going to affect you emotionally. I spent uh, you know, 13 weeks in basic training. Okay, <laughs> There was a lot of stress in that 13 weeks. It helped me. It made me grow. It turned me into a, a, a soldier. Okay, That was a good stress. Those were good. It prepared me for things I may have to face later on. It's not what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about inducing a, a almost paranoia or um, a stressful uh, uh, thing to this nervous system that is constant and it is pervasive. And yeah. that's what we're trying to. It's the opposite of relaxing. For sure. It's the opposite of relaxing. Yeah. yeah. And I think if someone really wants to prove this to themselves, we'll throw some links in the show notes to some videos that on YouTube that do a powerful comparison with 432 versus 440 side by side, right. where people will play them and you can listen to it. And you're like, holy crap, I absolutely prefer 
432 and I and I hear the difference. So just know this is like big. And then I also think it's cool that to get kind of back, I guess, to the sacredness of this, that a lot of churches are tuned to these sacred frequencies, those Gregorian chants, we all kind of know what they're like. Yeah. Let alone the music scales. I don't know when I was when I was in school growing up, we did the do re mi fa sol la ti. Well, that's based off the ut re mi fa sol la, and these are like frequencies in the solfeggio. So, like these have been embedded culturally for us, but we've kind of lost it. We've lost it recently, but you're bringing it back, baby. It makes well, me happy I think, here. I think rather than it being lost, I think people are tampering with it now on in mm. a purposeful way, and I don't often say that. I don't often go on. You know, and be you get to talk about this with people. But I, I have observed over this period of time, and one of the reasons that I've observed it is because of the way that Melody Clouds is curated. These so I have ever I own every bit of music on this app for a reason. It's not recycled because for a reason, because I had to get back to unmanipulated binaural beats. Yeah. Profesio frequencies that actually relax rather than cause anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that's what's AS, AMSR, ASMR, you know, the, these think guided meditations as well. We're starting to see um, all of these things more uh, create less relaxation and more anxiety. And that's the whole two things. That's why I created Melody Clouds. And that is why I priced Melody Clouds where it's priced. We're $2.99 for 60 days. Try it. Cool. It's like $2.99, right? $2.99 to change your life. $2.99 a month for the first two months. If you don't like it, and you saw a little bit of the app, but what you didn't see is the largest button in my app is the unsubscribe button. It ain't hard to find. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't like it, peace be with you. Yeah, that's it's beautiful. It's $5.99 a month after that. And that's me putting my money where my mouth is. Hey, it's Dr. Ray. I want to quickly pause this episode to thank you for listening to this Fit Father podcast. I am just blown away at how amazing this podcast has become. I had no idea when I started FFP around 10 years ago that it would grow into such an impactful mission. And I want to let you know that I am so grateful to be connected to you in this lifetime. And on behalf of me and my entire team, we are so grateful to be in your life, helping you get and stay healthier for your family. That's what I want to share. Just some gratitude from my heart to yours. Let's get back to today's episode. It's awesome. I I, I do, as someone who, you know, I'm excited to use your app, especially after this conversation, as someone who actually pays for a web-based software that just plays like focus music. Yours seems a lot deeper, but yeah, I, I use it on a daily basis for those listening. I use these frequencies. And one other thing I think is we're kind of getting into the realm a little bit of the of the sacred. Um, there is a relationship between sound and color because they can both be measured in frequencies. We can measure the wavelength of a sound in hertz, cycles per second. We can also measure the wavelength of visible light. Another powerful frequency is 528 hertz, 528. Um, And this happens to be the exact color of chlorophyll. 
the green stuff that we know relaxes us. We put people in nature in green settings, they're naturally relaxed. And that is the reflection of that green 528 light into our eyes has a soothing effect. People find the same thing when they play 528 hertz in sound form. People say it's like a sound of love. And I'm sure you have some 528 music on your thing. So like- 100% we do. This is a deep topic, right? I mean, there's exactly. a lot here. Yeah, uh, we we have transformation and relaxation. Uh, one of the things that we tell people 528 is very good at is if you are entering in a negotiation with someone, if you are going into a uh, uh, any type of relationship with another human being, 528 is a very good um, uh, starting point, actually for both parties, really. Um, yeah. It has a tendency to make you feel more forgiving and more right um accepting okay and it is um it's it's it it works very very well Mm -hmm. um and you know look you can definitely um and i'm going to use the word manipulate but in a good way you can actually have effect on people's moods when you're using both it makes perfect sense too about the light i wasn't i'm not as much into light as I am sound and music, yeah. but it makes perfect sense because I guarantee you fluorescent lighting in office buildings is the absolute antithesis of what we're talking about. It is the least relaxing thing on the planet. It is. They've shown the kids in schools focus better when they have access to full spectrum natural light versus fluorescent right. lights. So not surprising. I think there's an underlying tone here of returning back to these natural frequencies. And I guess I'm trying to inject a little bit of my opinion here, and that is that these are natural things that are found. You can almost say, in a sense, God's fingerprint in sound and in light 100%. that lead us lead us to well-being. And we're just kind of coming back into more alignment with that. Well, that's and, definitely not yeah. an opinion. That that's yeah. an observation. I mean, yeah. you, you think about it. You, you you can natural light. You go outside and feel immediately better in most locations. Mm-hmm. If the weather's nice, you go outside. That's you feel very good, especially in the mornings and in the evenings. Right. Mm-hmm. You go into an office, a windowless office with with uh, 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 fluorescent lighting you're going to feel immediately feel worse than you would if you weren't in there. Right. Or if you're being interrogated, what's the first thing we do? We put a bright light right above you and we start trying to hammer you for information. I mean, that is, we do that for a reason because it works. That's, that's what works. Mm -hmm. So it's an observation that you're making. And by, you know, I'm telling you it's a hundred percent spot on. Cool. I mean, I, I'll use the word resonate. I resonate with this for sure. And it's just, I'm I'm glad that people are getting a little more exposed to this. Now, I want to talk a little bit about binaurals because I don't think people know what these are. And it's kind of fascinating like how it is because it's like, can you explain the structure of a binaural to someone? Because this tone gets, it gets thrown around. Everyone everyone thinks it's relaxation music, but let's talk about what it is. Yeah, Tony, what's really funny is I'm looking and it's 25 minutes and we're going to discuss, we're going to, you know, talk about binaurals or or explain it right yeah binaural beat is um two one frequency going in one ear one frequency going in the other ear these two frequencies whether the brain has to the, the way the brain reacts to that is by creating a third frequency somewhere in between those two frequencies mm-hmm. so rather than try and and take its uh resources and adjust for those two frequencies. That's how it does it. Okay. Yeah. 
that is what creates that difference in uh, mood, that difference in um, elevated thought, focus, mm-hmm. uh, for me, sleep. Some of these, you know, that's what creates that. Our yeah. brain is an electrical appliance. It it does everything from your thoughts, your emotions, to the dissemination of resources within your body through those electrical impulses. Mm-hmm. We know this because you can hook someone up to an EEG and measure it. So we that's how all of these things were discovered, which frequencies did what. This wasn't a guessing game. This wasn't someone plucking something out of a hat. This was reams of research, especially in the 1970s, probably more research yeah. than most anything I can think of off the top of my head is very well researched. Yeah. And the what really convinced me of this was let me briefly tell you the story of how Melody Clouds became what it is. So I have a I have tinnitus and my friend has it as well. And he called me and we had a few drinks together and we were talking. He said, I want to play. You have a tinnitus. I said, yes. And, and, you know, I do. And he said, I want to play some music for you. Fine. I, I'm OK. The first track he played was this woo-woo, crunchy track of music that had the binaural beats in. And I am, that's not me. I am not, you're, I'm the least woo-woo guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> and he, nothing. He did, it did nothing. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, you crunchy music did nothing. He said, hold on. So he plays another track for me, different frequency. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing. Now, look, I'm I'm enjoying this, actually, because I'm watching my buddy fail, okay? (laughs) This is funny to me. Then he played the third track. And, buddy, let me tell you something. That changed my world in a very real way. Because I heard silence for the first time in 30 years over 30 years. It blew my mind. And it convinced me that this was real. The first two failures are actually what convinced me that this was a real thing. Because what happens if you go to a doctor and he prescribes medication for you that doesn't have its desired effect? And it happens all the time. Yeah. You immediately get prescribed something else. And if that doesn't work, again, he goes, you, you, you see what I mean? Yeah. The little blue pill doesn't work for everybody. Okay. So you got to find something else that's going to work. And that's exactly what this is. It convinced me from jump that this, I was dealing with something very, very powerful and very real. Yeah. So much so, it took four days to buy the domain. I already had the website. Everything was going up. I had no name for Melody Clouds. It took me four days of racking my brain. People think I shave my head. I don't. I pulled my <laughs> hair out. And it took me four days to figure out mel- the name Melody Clouds. That's what took me so long. Yeah. And great we, name. we're in 148 countries. We have been translated into 203, 206 languages. 
um, we're we're going through the world. We're going to the world with this. I'm really happy that you are. I mean, and, and what a powerful and transformative story for you. And also, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll lend a little bit of like my medical perspective on why I think it works for people who suffer from tinnitus is like you have a you have damage and I guess we could say inflammation or just straight damage to the inner ear and those nerves that run in are basically like creating a neurogenic sound. Like it's not external sound. It's like an internally produced nerve sound. But like by getting the brain in this focused state where let's say I'm making numbers up, but you had 70 hertz in one ear and 74 hertz in the other. And then it makes, and the brain is generating a 72 hertz sound, if you will, like that is effectively focusing, focusing those neurologic resources towards this. The inner ear is almost like focused on this, not creating the the tinnitus. And like, that's incredible. And, and then obviously that applies to people who don't have any nervous system dysfunction with their inner ear. You can just create states. And I think many people sit down and try to meditate. They try to clear the mind and focus. And I see this as being a big tool because regardless of your conscious will or effort, this can help get the the brain's activity into a more focused state by giving an external stimuli. And then maybe you can find you can go deeper into whatever practice you have. And I, I guess I'll reflect as I've used these types of sounds and stuff like that to deepen my contemplative prayer and meditation practices. And, and it's very effective. And then it becomes more enjoyable when you are able to experience these states of being that you desire, let alone absence of ringing like it's well, life-changing you have there, there are various religions some catholicism when we were talking about it before where the gregorian chants you have om um with yoga uh sure. where people go in and they and they create a resonance within them at a certain frequency and yeah. you know that, that that's a specific thing by the way you can't just go chanting whatever you know you can't just hum at whatever frequency that you want it's these are specific frequencies to get you where it is you're trying to go Mm -hmm. um and we've just kind of i wanted to bring this to people in a way that they would number one understand it a simplified but number one that's the only thing i'm capable of by the way i'm from cut and shoot texas so you know i i I like things to be simplified and as simple as possible okay and i know a lot of the people out there look you know you don't want to hear that how the sausage is made so much you know what i mean (laughs) i just want a piece of sausage it's delicious you know what i mean um but yeah, it, it, it is a very powerful um, tool that I think will benefit a, a huge amount of people. We're way yeah. too stressed. Yeah. And, and I think, um, so a couple of things is like what you shared about trying different ones is very helpful because maybe you find that there's just certain of these frequencies that work really well for you and you just got to like play around. That's the benefit of having a large library. And then the other thing I think is cool is you have like over 15,000 audiobooks that are like high quality, like good well, we're, feed your, we're feed your actually soul at with eight, them. We're actually at 18,000 audiobooks, but you I know, mean, that's, and, a, that's and, a lifetime's work. But I mean, like growing. if you're doing stuff besides like listening to this podcast is a great thing to do when you're walking or cooking or cleaning or something like that. But I mean, this could be another, the more you can flood this mind with good, productive, healthy things, the more the state of being will be. And the converse is absolutely true too. You ingest a lot of BS, whether that's like fearful media or just like nonsensical stuff that's distraction, like then you end up having a very scattered mind. So it seems like this is just a tool. Garbage in, garbage out is not just the food intake. Yeah. Your thoughts. 
the, the people around you, if the people around you are giving you negativity and that's all you are surrounded by all the time, right. you, you definitely need something like this because it is a good way of flushing that out and providing you with a, a good, um, you know, uh, uh, motivating and, um, you know, it, it, it just a good attitude or a good atmosphere around you. Uh, speaking yeah. of atmospheres, speaking of that, we also are doing lullabies. We have, we have uh, about 800 hours of lullabies. Um, and why that's important, why I thought about that is, look, the new parents out there, and yeah. I, I get people, the, the most comments that I receive are from new parents. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we cut our lullabies into five and 10 hour segments. And you may wonder, all right, well, why'd you do that? But when you put your little bundle of joy down in the crib, the first skill he or she will learn as a little human is how to self-soothe. Yeah. And how fast that happens is dictated by its environment, by its parents. Mm -hmm. The quickest way we have found so far, and if we find a quicker way, we are going to bring that forward too, is by making sure when you put that child down, it is listening to the same sounds as when it went to sleep, when mm. it wakes up through the night. Yeah. So if it wakes up, it's still warm, it's still dry, it's still well-fed, and it is still listening to the same atmosphere, Yeah. it very quickly learns, oh, everything is fine, time to go back to sleep. And it picks yeah. up its first skill. That's and awesome. I'm telling you right now, I get probably three to four email a week, a week from parents going, you son of a gun. I mean, we were killing one another. This kid was about to be tossed in the track. I mean, it was just horrible what they were doing to us. And you solved our problem. Thank you so much. And that, to me, I looked at my wife the other night, and I thought, you know, we we really dodged a, visit, a bullet with our girls. Yeah. We did not have that. I don't remember if I did. But I don't, I don't remember having this horrible, sleepless nights. So it was kind of unintentional, but kind of not. We knew what we were doing when we did that. Well, I think a lot of people listening to this, like are probably past the age of having very, very young kids, but probably have grandkids coming They're around the corner. So got kids that are having kids. Yeah. yeah sure. So like, this is really relevant. Um, awesome. I mean, and, and you know, what, you know, I realized a uh, one quick interjection on that. Sure. I realized too, because I do have a young daughter. And like, when I was thinking about the lullabies that we sing our kids anyways, they have these soothing frequencies. Yes. They have these lower frequencies in them naturally. That's why humans have been singing them because they entrain the brain to these slower patterns. It's just now we can like amplify it with something more intentional like you have. One of the things that we did too, we recognized was, you know, parents are coming home and they've had a full day of work and their kids they have young kids at home and those kids need interaction. They, they want you to read a book to them, you know, or to tell me a story. Right. And, you know, we don't always feel at our 100 percent. You know, we always it's not always that we feel like doing that. Yeah. We included um, 3300 children's books and Aesop's fables in the Melody Clouds. And the Aesop's fables are being read by a very close friend of mine, Gary Meyer. Now, Gary Meyer is a Hall of Fame winning uh, uh, disc jockey, radio personality. 
He's in the Hall of Fame right under Marconi, okay? Cool. Great guy, and he reads these Aesop's fables, which if you're familiar with Aesop, I'm talking about the, the ass and the lion skin, the woman and yeah. the hen, the fox and the grapes. All these stories that I had when I was growing up teaching me not to be so stupid. Don't do mm -hmm. such dumb things, right? Mm -hmm. He does it in a way where it's fun for adults, too. You can sit down and listen to Gary or listen to Hans Christian Andersen or Grimm's fairy tales and at least be present for your kids. Mm -hmm. At least sit there and enjoy that. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Just another thing that is a good connected family time that's enriching everyone involved and helping your kids sleep better. So right. powerful. And obviously you use it to sleep too. So the whole household can benefit, you know, get the kids to to get a fable and then you put in your earplugs and or your earphones and then you're out too. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I've actually even trained myself that I do not need to use headphones with binaural beats. It's possible. I, yeah. I did it myself. I, when I'm listening to certain tracks, I can still achieve that focus. So I want to make sure that people understand that, yes, you are probably going to need to use headphones when you first start training with binaural beats. You want to reach that focus? That's probably going to be the case. However, you will, your brain will start recognizing those frequencies and realizing, hey, this is where we're trying to get. And yeah. I am still able to achieve focus. I'm still able to get to sleep um, without having to wear headphones. I have a headband that has soft speakers. That's what yeah. I normally would wear. But I yeah. have found if I'm in a hotel room somewhere and I didn't bring it, uh, it, it works just as well for me. It works just as good. Nice. Yeah. You reminded me when you said the headband with speakers, because like I I used that once. I, I officiated one wedding in my day and I had to memorize my wedding speech. So I had myself read it on an audio track right. and I played it in my ears using those things over the night. I think it helped. It went okay. So that was good. And now I wanted thing that we have in common then, because I yeah. officiated my best friend's wedding. You know, and that was an interesting experience. Right? Just, not for nothing. I just that you saying that, it's like, yeah, hey, but that's funny. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool life experience to do. Right. All right so now, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground here. Um, I just want to bring up one more thing, just because I think it's it's really interesting. For whatever reason, kind of in prep of this conversation and just how how things have unfolded and what I've been learning about, a friend of mine brought to my attention an unclassified or recently declassified CIA document called the Gateway Experience. And if you can Google CIA Gateway Experience and you'll, the PDF will come up. And this is actually research from the 70s that the CIA did. And they were trying to figure out a lot of the stuff with like altered brainwave states and how that leads to people having phenomenal experiences and all sorts of different kinds of things. And they basically narrowed it down to certain frequencies on these things they called the Monroe tapes that caused the brain's two hemispheres to become synced. So a synchronization of the right and the left hemisphere. And you can also look up Monroe or hemisync audio. So I'm not sure if you have any of those on your thing, but like, this is like, this is stuff that our biggest three-letter agencies in our government have been like, taken very seriously. And like now it's just kind of becoming more public knowledge, but it's just fascinating. Like there's a lot to this stuff um, in the well, realms the of performance. Of money, yeah. The amount of money and the amount of study, I think I've said it before, in the 70s, the amount of money and the amount of studies, both in the uh, USSR 
and a uh, Russian Republic now, but uh, in the United States, we were in a race on all fronts. Yeah. And so the amount of money and the look, every movie in the 70s, just about, was about the brain and ESP and all yeah. of these different things. Okay. Yeah. Men who stared at goats, they even talk about binaural beats a little bit in that movie yeah. where they were trying to um, see, uh, you know, distance. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I yep. forget what that's called. Yeah, like uh, remote viewing is what they call viewing. that. Thank you. Yeah, remote viewing. So they were trying to train people. How do we get people to do this? Um, they were using psychedelics, a lot of psychedelic research at the same time. Now, psychedelics look, and sound is what they've used to yeah. to achieve these results in certain people. So we, we are right now, the military is using um, binaural beats and solfeggio frequencies in the treatment of PTSD. And mm-hmm. I know that because I'm approached all the time um, mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, talking to certain people or, people you know, asking me questions about how can this be used to um, make uh, uh, soldiers whole again. Yeah. And we, we are 100 percent in, you know, constant contact, any help we can be. Reach out to me 100 percent at whatever time, day or night, does not matter um, that that is 100 percent what we're into. Well, I love that. I mean, I think that's a nice way to end too, just to show that this is going to go everywhere from performance and the most esoteric goals like remote viewing all the way down to healing from war traumas or any kind of trauma people have experienced. Sound is one of the powerful gateways to access our nervous system and to shift our state of being. And it's so cool now that I know Melody Clouds exists and many of our viewers now know. So please tell us where they can learn more, where they can download the app, and just also connect with you if they really found this to be a powerful it was conversation. Really very cool to me because you know when I started this, MelodyClouds.com is the website. You go to the website. There's a player there. There are some there are certain tracks there, so you can hear some of the quality of the tracks. Um, we you can sign up on the website. Um, and, and one of the reasons that I did that sign up on the website as opposed to signing up through the apps, we have an iOS app and an Android app. You cannot sign up on either of those two apps because that would have driven my price way higher than what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Apple and, and Google wanted their piece of the pie and I was I refused to give it to them. Yeah. And one of the other thing is when you're using the apps on a Melody, using the Melody Cloud app, not only do we not take your information and use your information and sell your information on your phone, we prevent others from doing it. So we actually help to secure your phone. So nice. if you're worried about people tracking you, hey, play some binaural beats on Melody Clouds because we actually prevent that from you know taking place. Okay, that's cool. But the 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 my hope the point uh, is that you know. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off on that. But <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, it, it's a it's a certain feature, and I think privacy is become, going to become Cute. an ever more increasing issue in the future as everything becomes ever more digital. You know, artificial intelligence and what that's going to empower in terms of data ad tracking and all this stuff is like we don't even know. But certainly, these things that are tools that can just make us have greater well being internally. Um, I think. Part data is part of our external well-being as well. So I think it all fits. Yeah. So Melody Clouds, the the app is on iOS and on Google Play. I think that's what I wanted to say. Um, and you can sign up 
um, for either a monthly, uh, yearly, or they, we have lifetime subscriptions, uh, all very reasonable um, that people can, you know, uh, can join up with. So, yeah. Awesome. Wayne, this was a pleasure. I, I'm, I'm grateful that we were to cover this much ground and to expose our audience to Melody Clouds. I hope people check that out. And I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you very much for having me. It was a lot of fun for me. And look, I, I definitely, you know, appreciate it. Seriously. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.